Hello, and welcome to the Declare podcast. Today's episode has our own Kristen Lemus interviewing Declare fan favorite, Crystal Stein. Word on the street is this episode is hilarious. Our girls are talking about starting something when you're afraid, how to actually take that first step, and Crystal's passion about encouraging women to overcome the comparison trap of social media. You're not going to want to miss it. Hi, Crystal. Welcome to the Declare podcast. We're, hey. we're excited to have you today. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be with you. Well, I just have to say that you're you're pretty much a Declare favorite. We love you. We love having you at the conference. We love talking to you in between the conference and seeing everything that you're doing. So I feel like I know you and know what you're up to in some ways, but there are probably some listeners who maybe haven't come across you yet, and today's their lucky day. <laughs> um, so would you just take a few minutes and tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and what you're up to now? Absolutely. I know. I feel like I'm OG Declare. Like, I think my first one, was it the third one maybe I was at? I was. I love it so much. Honestly, the years I'm not at Declare don't feel right to me. I love you girls so much. Okay. So for those of you who don't know me, which I kind of absolutely love, my name's Crystal Stein and I am an author and speaker. I live in a small town in South Central Pennsylvania. So it's quite a trip for me to get to declare every year, but I love it. I love it so much. This year, I'm excited. My husband, who's my high school sweetheart, we've been together for a very long time. He's going to come with me, and so is our daughter, Madison. She's seven. She doesn't know that she's coming along yet, so we're oh, trying to fun. keep that a surprise because we like her to sleep at night. And if you have kids, you know that if you tell them about a big trip, they will not sleep, and they will ask you a thousand questions. <laughs> so parenting is the art of deceiving your children. Um, <laughs> so we are we're getting really excited about that. But in addition to all of that, I am also the communications director at my church. So I get to do that. I also get to speak to women and to youth groups and just wherever God's leading. It's been really fun. And it's been such a blessing for me to see how God can use the gifts that he's given me to be able to encourage women to discover the gifts that he's given them. Mm, That's really, really good. Well, I'm super excited to chat with you today, and you have some... Actually, I just saw recently that you had a book anniversary or book birthday. I guess it's not a birthday. It's an anniversary, right? Because the birthday is when it first comes out. (laughs) Well, and I like anniversary better. I'm not one of those people that considers my book to be like a book baby. Um, (laughs) It kind of grosses me out. I'm not going to lie. There's a reason we only have one kid. So... (laughs) Too funny. It's an anniversary for sure. Yeah. June 5th, I guess. Wow. Uh, One year since it launched. So it's been absolutely amazing. It was so fun to celebrate. And then also, I think even more than that, every time I open Instagram and there's another far more talented than me, Instagrammer who took a cute picture of Holy Hustle, like with their like coffee cup and whatever it is that they're doing. Like a year later, women are still finding the book and still doing that. And God is still working through it. And that is absolutely beyond anything I could have ever imagined. That is amazing. Well, I know that in our audience, we have lots of women who hope to write a book or maybe they're already on that um, or in that process right now. So I wonder if you have any advice for somebody who 
is maybe just starting out on that journey, something that you learned along the way that you would like to encourage them with today? Oh, I love this so much. Listen, if we could all just sit down and I could have coffee with you and we could talk about this, I would be so, so excited. This is my favorite thing. My advice, well, first of all, beyond just telling you to find your nearest Starbucks because you're going to need to be heavily caffeinated, (laughs) would be just to enjoy the process. Find some way to enjoy each step and know that in God's timing, when your story is ready, when he's ready for you to share it with the world, all the doors will open, all of the things will come together. One of the things that I realized, especially whenever I did my very first book proposal, which is not what turned into Holy Hustle, and I'm grateful for it, was that when I tried to do it and rush through it because everybody else around me was writing a book and getting their book proposals out and meeting with agents and I made it all happen, then it didn't work because it wasn't God's timing. I wasn't right. I wasn't prepared for it. And so whenever I was able to step back and hand those words back to God and you know trust him with my story, not just what he was doing in my heart at the time, but trust him with the story he had already written, but was giving me the opportunity to share and to know that when the timing was right, he would have the right audience, the right women, the right people to receive that message in the way that not only I wanted it to go out to be received, but in the way that would affect as many hearts as possible for his kingdom. So I think when we rush things along and we, it can be so exciting. It really is. Those beginning stages can be so exciting. You have the idea and you want to get the book out there and you just want it all to happen. But when we can slow down, we can enjoy each moment and celebrate each of the little accomplishments that happen. Sometimes it's just sitting in front of our computer and writing 200 words that day. And sometimes it's signing a book contract. You know, there's different ways to celebrate throughout this process. And when we skip over those and we just rush to get to the end where the book has launched, we'll find ourselves exhausted and burnt out and out of words for the next thing that God has for us. I think that was the biggest lesson for me to learn that, you know, I can not only pace myself in my writing and in the process, but in my celebrating so that, you know, the entire thing can be a joy and not a big hassle. Wow, that's really good. So what I hear you saying there is just trust God with the journey and the process And it might take longer than you think it's going to, but that's okay. I think it's really hard in the middle of it to um, to just have that mindset and to uh, trust God with it sometimes because it feels like, you know, your your heart and soul is there and you want to do this thing. But there's maybe some resistance and stuff. So that's that's really, really good. It's super exciting that your book is a year old and that you're still seeing people share it. I have a feeling that will continue. That's that's just got to feel really good to actually have those words out and look back and see what God did. So that's good. Really good. One thing that I see when I'm watching you on social media, I think that you're really excellent about showing your passion and encouraging women to not just use the influence that they have online um, in a good way on social media, but also not comparing themselves to other women on social media and not letting that, you know, that whole like that tension of seeing what everybody else is doing and uh, feeling like you're not maybe in the same space. I just think that you do a really good job of encouraging women to 
do what God has called them to and live in their own moment in their own life. And I'm just curious, like what, what is it that gave you that passion and what do you want to share with women who maybe are struggling with that right now? Oh, it is such a struggle. And, you know, the funny thing about Holy Hustle having been out for a year now is that God still uses my own words to preach to me. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm still learning these lessons too. It can be really hard. Um, but I think that one of the things that made me so passionate about encouraging women and especially encouraging women not to give up on their dreams just because somebody else is also doing something similar or even sometimes the same thing is that I have been on both sides of it. I have allowed that envy and pride to take over in my life to the detriment of everything to, you know, my relationship with God, my relationship with other people. And it really caused not just tension, but some broken relationships whenever that happened, because suddenly everything I was doing, whether it was online or, you know, trying to build a ministry or, you know, even with family, if whenever I was looking at what everybody else was doing and trying to keep up, I was making it all about building my kingdom. That's not sustainable. And so coming out of the other side of it, where God was so gracious to take me out of situations that were unhealthy, where I wasn't living fully for him and I was comparing and I was so invested in what everyone else was doing. And if somebody launched a course, then I had to launch a course. And then if somebody was writing a book proposal, then that's what I had to do next. And just trying to keep up with the internet Joneses, right? Like you, there's always something else that somebody's doing that you feel like should be your next step. It took burnout and it took failing and it took just having things taken away from me to make me realize that there's absolutely nothing in this world that is going to be new. There's, you know, there's nothing new under the sun, right? But the way that God has created each of us is for a reason, for our specific season, and for the people that he's placed directly in our lives, not just the women that we'll interact with online, but the people in our actual life, the person who delivers your mail, who makes your coffee, who teaches your kids, those are people God has specifically assigned into your life for you to use your gifts with. And so whenever we start to look at it that way and we can see that, okay, yes, there are women online who have tremendous influence and huge numbers of followings. And I am struggling to get five people to not unfollow me every day. <laughs> Four <laughs> people follow me, five people unfollow me. Like it's this crazy cycle, right? And yes. so, you know, but that's not relationship and that's not that's not community the way that God intended it to be. That's a that's an avenue to share encouragement and to connect with people, but that's not community. What I've been learning, especially recently, is that, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. But that doesn't mean that we're not supposed to do the work God is calling us to do because the way that we do that work will be so unique and so special and so impactful to the people that God has given us to reach that nobody else can possibly do it. And I always think back, there's a verse at the end of, oh, I'm blanking on it. This will be a fun thing. You guys should go try to find this. Look it up. There's a <laughs> verse at the end of it, something in the New Testament. I wish I could tell you. I don't even want to guess which book because I'm going to send you off in the wrong place. But there's a, it's a very last verse at the very end of a chapter. And it talks about how 
There's so many things that Jesus has done in the world that there are not enough books to hold it all. Like the world doesn't have room for the number of books to record the number of things that Jesus is doing in people's lives, Mm. the miracles he's performed. And so to me, that's this reminder that there's, there's not a book out there or a course out there or a podcast out there yet that shares what God is doing in your life. And there is room for it. Because it, you know, we're not we're not oversaturated with books. I mean, I can still walk through my office without tripping over books, you know. So it's just it's a reminder to me that you know, yeah, there's nothing new. But my story and your story and the work that God's given us to do, it needs to be shared, and it's important to be shared, and it will make a major difference if we use it to build God's kingdom and not our own. Mm, that is so good. So I'm just going to tell you on the declare team, we have this little saying where we're like, that is so declare. It's so the heart of declare. And that whole like attitude in that heart is just something that we highly value as a team on declare. So I love that you shared that. And I think it's such good encouragement for the women in our community. I feel like maybe there are some people who listen or are a part of the community who have like a dream in their heart. Maybe it's not a book for them. Maybe it's something else. But they are afraid to take the step out and just start the thing, you know, whatever the first step is. And obviously, you've done that. You've overcome in ways where you have already put things out, you've put a book out, you've done, you know, email lists and website and courses and all of these kind of things. So if you think back to the beginning, did you struggle with starting and whether you did or, or didn't, what would you say to encourage somebody who's like at that starting line and they know in their heart that God is calling them to something and they just need to take a step forward? How would you encourage them? So I am through and through an Enneagram three. And so this has not been a fear of mine. I am perfectly <laughs> content to try things and just be like, well, that didn't work. Let's do the next thing on my list because there's always a list and I'm always wanting to check things off the list. So it's fun. I'm actually in the middle of researching a lot of that and I really love it. But, you know, I, one of the things that we're talking a lot about with our church staff is the freedom to fail forward. Mm. And I've really been going through recently, you know, this idea of redefining success and embracing failure. And I think when we can wrap our minds around that, that failure doesn't mean that it's a stop sign, right? That we have this opportunity to try something and we can take that first step and we can learn from whatever happens. If it's successful, fantastic. We move forward to the next thing. If it fails, fantastic. We celebrate that we learned what doesn't work and we move on to the next thing. And I think we have to understand that there are some things that we can just freely fail at that we're not investing, you know, a ton of money or, you know, hopefully not too much time yet. Those first steps, right? It's just putting yourself out there. Make the email list, right? Pick an email provider. Maybe that's your first step, right? That you just, you want to start an email list. You can send a newsletter out. Fantastic. Find one that's free. Use MailChimp. Use Mad Mimi. Find something that's free that works for you right now and try it. Because at the end of the day, you will at least have learned how to set that up. And then you can go forward and learn from it and do the next step. 
And, you know, the same with, you know, writing a book, just start with ideas, just start with talking to other people who have written books in your circles who can answer some questions for you. Be willing to tell somebody that you trust, hey, I have this idea for a book. What do you think about it? Could you pray with me about it? Maybe that's the step that you need to take. Just being willing to share that dream with another person and invite them in to be your prayer partner, to cheer for you and encourage you. And I will tell you, if your community is like mine, there's not a lot of people who do what we do. And mm. so they really enjoy being part of it. There are people who want to be part of this because it seems different and exciting and they get an insider's view of it, right? But they're also not competing with you. Uh, they're not doing the same thing. And so you can share those dreams back and forth and just cheer for each other. And they can encourage you to take that step and they'll be there with you when it fails. And guess what? They failed too. I failed a lot. Right. <laughs> I've launched courses that zero people have purchased. I have self-published books that zero people have bought. Like you just have to try because what I learned from those things is, okay, well, now I know how to put a self-published book together and set it up on Amazon. So the next time I go to do it, that part won't be so hard. So I think it's that that shift in understanding what God says success is and how we can embrace failure, both as opportunities to just give God glory for, that we even have the chance and the opportunity to chase our dreams like we do. Mm, that's so good. So let me ask you, just kind of expanding on that, when you're looking for somebody to share those like super precious and sometimes really tender dreams in your heart, what is it that you look for in finding somebody who is going to basically like guard that dream with you and be a dream defender and encourage you in that? What would you look for in somebody that you were going to share that with? Oh, I absolutely need people who will hold me accountable. So I need somebody who's not afraid to ask me how it's going, who will follow up and say, did you do that yet? How'd that work out for you? <laughs> who will be, you know, willing to share. You want those people who are just for you, people who you can trust. And I would say people who are in your actual everyday real life. Maybe it's somebody in a small group at church or somebody you work with or, you know, a lifelong friend that you've had. Maybe it's your spouse, right? That person who just loves you for who God made you to be, not the things he made you to do. And that way, you know, whatever it is that they see God doing in your life, they can pull those things out of you and they can say, here's what I see in you. And then they can also challenge you when they say, here's what I see you not doing and get you back on track and celebrate with you whenever all of those little steps add up into whatever that dream was that you've had. Mm, that's good. You said something there that I feel like was tweet worthy. I'm loving you for who God made you to be, but not what he, oh, I'm totally butchering it now. <laughs> I, I didn't get it all written down. Say it we'll again. Listen. It's fine. We'll listen to the replay. <laughs> show notes, guys. It's in the show notes. <laughs> it's in the show notes. And you can, you can tweet it or put it on Instagram from there. But that was really good and really powerful. I love that. So thank you for sharing that. And of course, you are a speaker at Declare this year, which we are thrilled to have you back. Can't wait to just get together and experience that. We're really excited about this year. We think it's going to be amazing. 
We've restructured things a little bit, which we do that a lot because I don't know. We just feel like God tells us to. And so, so we're obedient. It's exciting and it's going to be really good. But I wondered if you wouldn't just share with us a little bit about what is on your heart for the women who come to Declare this year and what you want to want to share with them there at the conference. Yeah, I love that you guys switch things up. It makes me so happy. I mean, I am known to just rearrange furniture in our house on a whim because I'm like, well, it could look different this way and it's fun. <laughs> so this is, I mean, I am your person. I get it. Awesome. Um, so this year, something that God really has been putting on my heart is just the power of our words. I think that if we're online in any capacity, the word influencer is just everywhere, right? You get so frustrated with celebrity influencers and the skinny tea that they like to promote, like whatever it is, right? (laughs) You're like, you don't really use that. You have a personal trainer. What I am excited to talk about is the way that we can use our words to be an influence, not for our own kingdom building, but to build God's kingdom. And so it's about how can we say less and influence more? Because I think that the world is so noisy right now and we get all of these shouts of the things we should do and should say and should post and all of this. And how do we quiet it all down, have fewer words, but have a greater impact? And one of the things that I keep talking about my job, but we do such an amazing job at leadership development here. And so it's just a front of my mind because I'm sitting in my office right now. But we talk a lot about how words build worlds. We did not coin that phrase. I don't know who said it first, but I don't want to take credit for it. But it's important for me to remember that the words that we say, the words that we share, the words that we think, they have the power to create a world where we invite others in to discover who God is and what he can do in their lives. And it's not by pushing product at people, but by inviting people into community and sharing conversations and sharing what God is doing in our lives so that they can see that, man, Jesus doesn't look the same way on everybody. And maybe this is something I need. Maybe, you know, you're the person who will draw them into a relationship with Jesus because of the way that you say less and invest more in who they are. So You know, there's two scriptures that I've really been praying over. And it's funny, the one is like old school declare for me. It's funny. It's Psalm 1914. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. I think that was one of my first declare talks that I did Mm. was on that. And it still holds up, y'all. The Bible's amazing. Right. Um, You know, how can we approach what we share online and on these digital spaces that we've been given by God with words that are acceptable to God, but not just the words that we share, but the thought and the prayer and the intention that goes behind it. How can, how can we make sure that what we're putting out there reflects God in every dark corner of the internet? And then the other one that I've really been thinking about is Proverbs. Uh, it's 1821. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. 
right? So we have such a responsibility. And, you know, of course, I love a good superhero movie. So, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> but we, we've been given that. God has given us the power to have influence over the people in our lives and the people we interact with online. And it's something that we need to be very intentional about because say, the way that we say things, the way we interact with people, the words that we speak, they don't just reflect us and you know our product or brand or whatever it is that we're putting out there, but it reflects Jesus. And to be able to maybe cut back on how much we're putting out there to make sure that what we're putting out there is pointing to him and not to us, I think is really exciting. So, I mean, I could just keep talking and then we could just play this recording at Declare and that would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just sit there and we'll like all talk together and then we can shop and eat some tacos and it'll be amazing. Oh, yum, yum. Definitely tacos. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm super excited about your session. It just what you've already shared. I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay. I got to be in that session which we don't really have any competing sessions this year, so I will be in there. That's awesome. But I love that. I think it's so good. I was just talking to one of my daughters the other night about our influence and whether you have just a few followers online or you have a you know thousands or wherever you're at. It's so true that there are people watching you and seeing what you're doing and you have that influence and to not belittle that or you know, think less of it, you actually have a powerful position to have somebody's ear. So I think that's so good. It's so important to keep that in mind. And that's really good stuff. Crystal, you just shine the light of Jesus. And I'm so thankful for you. I'm thankful that you're talking with me today and that you're coming to declare. It's just, it's exciting to see what God is doing with you and and through your life. So that is, it's all good stuff. My last question for you has to do with the conference as well. The theme this year is Get Your Hopes Up. And I feel like Anne has probably talked about this on the podcast before, but, you know, we decided that we really needed a good, positive theme that was not something like Warrior, which we had last <laughs> year, which was amazing. It was so good and it was so powerful. But we, as a team, felt like we went through so much <laughs> last year, so many hard things. Mm-hmm. And we felt like our community also went through a lot of hard things. And of course, that was a God thing. Like God gave us warriors. So we're not saying that that wasn't, you know, because we pick our themes. God definitely drops those things in our hearts. But um, this year, we were so excited when he started stirring up something that seemed super positive and energetic and all of that. So... But I'd love to ask you, what does get your hopes up mean to you? And what are you maybe getting your hopes up for currently? Oh, I love this theme so much. I keep joking that the next book I write is going to ha- just be something about like chocolate or shoes or something <laughs> like no matter. Yes. The message that God gives us to share is always what he asks us to live. And, it's, right. you know, you always hope for something like this. Like, yes, OK, we need just that that joy part of this relationship with Jesus that we get to talk about, right? So um, no, I, I think that, man, getting our hopes up is all about, for me, being so 
excited that God is not done. Mm. He is not done at work in our lives. He is not done working in this world. He is not ignoring anything that is happening. He is still at work and there is still work for us to do. And he still has a plan and good works and a purpose for us. And that makes me so excited because, you know, it's, easy, especially, you know, if you're at that beginning point of something and you're nervous to take the first step, it can feel pretty scary. Or if you're at the end of something and you just launched it and now you're like, okay, was that it? Are we done now? You know? And so just to get our hopes up that there is always something else that we can do that God is, he is one, you know, it's his world and we get to be part of it. And he invites us in to do his work. And that gives me such hope, honestly, not just for the work that I get to do, but, you know, for the, the legacy that we get to leave our kids and, you know, that there is such joy and hope to be had in Jesus. And honestly, right now, I mean, what gets my hopes up is the idea that I, you know, get to sleep in on Saturday. I'm so tired right now, you guys. Uh, but, but, you know, really it's, you know, just that idea that, you know, if we stay alert and we are open-handed with these dreams, God will, in his perfect timing, open those doors and you will one day get to look back and say, I am so glad that I waited on God that I got to serve him because we get to do that. And that is so exciting. Oh, that's so good. You just have such a positive attitude. And I love that. Um, I think it's so encouraging. And just thank you for coming on today and sharing. I just I feel like after people listen today, they're going to be pumped up to start and overcome fear and just be encouraged to do the thing that God has called them to for today. So Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I cannot wait to hug you in person. Oh, yes. October needs to hurry up. Come on, big, October. Let's get here. <laughs> right, right. Big hugs and, and Tex-Mex, right? Tacos. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> all the queso. Just all the queso. Yes, yes, for sure. Well, thanks again. And um, we look forward to seeing you in October. The heart of Declare always remains the same, to know God and make Him known in our walk with Him as Christian communicators. Our theme this year is Get Your Hopes Up and You're Going to Love It. The conference is October 21st to 23rd in Dallas, Texas. You can grab your ticket and get all the details on our website, wearedeclare.com. See you there.